As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to a Clay Thompson edition of the Warriors All-82 Podcast. 941 days, 31 months. The last time, Marcus Thompson, that Clay Thompson played an NBA game, he was 29. He will turn 32 next month. Uh, He missed a big chunk of his prime, but, you know, uh, we don't need to dwell on that tonight. He came back, he played 20 minutes, he took 18 shots. He had a poster dunk. I thought he looked pretty good on defense. We're going to get into all of that. Uh, but in general, I would say the vibe uh, is a positive one. Yeah, it's more than positive. It was dang near a Hallmark movie. It was inspirational, right? It was uh, all the feels, all the moments, right? All the emotion. Like, as as uh, as Clay said, you know, it, or no, it was Steph saying it definitely lived up to it. Like, it, the, the moment lived up to it. So, uh, it was interesting just how just happy clay was and you know you don't really see bubbly clay like that he was he was downright giddy especially after seven for 18 like he normally be not happy about that well but then he's like i'm just looking down at the box score right now and i see my name in the box i'm glad i could see myself yeah it it was um it was definitely a memorable night like it's one of those that will go down it wasn't the uh, explosive performance. I was hoping he got 30, makes it make it easier for us all. But they won, and he looks pretty good. He looks, he looks good. Well, you know, well, you kind of alluded to the emotions of the night, and we'll get to that. But I want to, you know, because this is what I'm writing about, uh, the unemotional side, like just straight up how he looked as a basketball player. Because, you know, I think all of those moments still would have existed in a bubble, and he could have come out and played terrible. And that the story still would have been the emotion. But, you know... He was getting to his shot. I think he, this is the weird part of the night. He dribbled a lot. You know how the whole, like, idea of him is, um, you know, he doesn't dribble. It's pinned down screens. It's the 60 points on 11 dribbles, whatever. Uh, I don't. I think maybe because he's been doing so much individual work and not teamwork over the last couple of years or what. But, like, to me, and this might be what they kind of need, but, like, he was, like, an ISO scorer tonight. There was possessions he, I counted. He dribbled 10 times. And uh, I thought some of his most impressive moments are he's taking Laurie Markinen off the dribble and he's he's planning on that re- repaired Achilles and getting to a step back. Um, 
I don't know. I just that was to me. I was like, geez, he's like they're like ISOing him up top. Yeah, I think a lot of that dribbling was because he wasn't comfortable. Like he was trying to get to a certain spot, trying to get to a spot where like, oh, okay, I'm gonna rise up and shoot this. And if the guy was there, he didn't really feel comfortable. Whereas oh, Clay would have just rose up anyway. But it it was a lot of dripping. It was a lot of creation. I do think that first play when he you know gets he comes on around on the the wheel or whatever, and he's supposed to move the ball, but he sees the lane and drives. I think he got gassed by that. Like I think he was like, oh man, I still I got little handles. I can get to the cup. But part of it was like I, I just don't think he was in rhythm with a shot, so he was looking for specific shots, specific places. And especially after he missed a few, you can see him saying, "All right, let me, let me get inside. Let me, let me get, let me get to my spots in the paint." But it wasn't as, it wasn't as easy for him. Also, I think he got a little tired. Remember, he was doing that little, "I'm gonna put my shoulder into you and then fade," and he wasn't really getting. He was barely getting the rim on them. Yeah, he was nipping the rim yeah, every. The rim. So he was went seven of eighteen of those eleven misses. At least nine to ten of them were short. Uh, maybe yes. all eleven. No, no, they were very short. Especially like anything after that first appearance was pretty. Was, a lot of it was short, but and that's where it's like, okay, he's getting tired, he's getting winded, the adrenaline is wearing down, and also they were playing pretty good D. The Cavs are a good defensive team, so those buckets weren't going to be like it wasn't going to be cakewalk buckets. That he would have needed that on the 18th. <laughs> it was 96-82 was the. Uh, that's a, po- a podcast for another time, but this is a third short game the Warriors have failed to score 100, which I don't know when the last time that's happened. It probably had uh, Brad Wanamaker in the lineup back then. But <laughs> Wow. Brad Wanamaker's taking a stray <laughs> on the Clay podcast. This is not what I was expecting. Um, the dunk, you know, that is the moment, probably the signature moment of the uh, game. I thought he had an interesting admission post game. He said he did not dunk in their scrimmages. Like he didn't, you know, he, he's looked good in the scrimmages. And, and uh, I believe all of what they were saying more that now that I've seen it, uh, you know, in, in, with my own eyes. But uh, the dunk to me, like it's not just look, wow, you know, he's still got a little bit of giddy up in the legs. He was never a bouncy dunker, but like, you know, obviously the legs feel good enough to get him up there. But to me, it's a brain thing. Like he went up. In traffic, on two guys, dunk. By the, you know where did how did this all start? Clay Thompson went up for a dunk, got hit up top, landed awkwardly. He landed awkwardly on that dunk, and he sprung right back up, ran down the court. I just to me from a mental perspective, and maybe I'm just talking from myself when I'm watching him. You know when you watch injured players move around, even Durant the last year, it's like you know oh, how are you landing there? Um, that to me was the best sign of the night that he completed that dunk and was willing to do that dunk. Yeah, you just you just just took out a whole line I had in my article. Just nobody nobody was pointing that out, like how that that you know he went out on a dunk and then he came back on a dunk. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this probably is posted tomorrow. I was, so I was going there, uh, you know, I, yeah, that's pretty good of you though. No, nah, but. To me, He'll make it more artful. Come on. He um, he seemed to surprise himself. Like, he seemed like, yo, I, yo, I can still get up. He said it in the bright lights he was feeling bouncy, you know. I think he kind of surprised himself. I also think he was a little bit frustrated that his shot wasn't going down. But to me, the fact that he's willing to try it was, was everything. Like, the fact that he's like, I'm going to the hole. I see a lane. I see the rim. I'm going up strong. It was, it was almost like, and now we're getting poetic. It was, it was Clay, like, he wasn't dunking on the Cavs. He was dunking on the 940 days, right? He was dunking on the Achilles and the ACL that tried to take him out. Like He was dunking on Danny Green? 
He was dunking on Danny Green. <laughs> Ouch. Danny Green catches the stray. Even he, though he was dunking he, on Brad Wanamaker. He's connected to the he's connected to the to the clay injury, but connected. He is he's definitely connected. He's definitely part of the clay story. I mean, but man, he was chilling. I mean, man. it was he like was, basketball manslaughter. He was in he was in hindsight. He he was way in the in the past. And you just brought him back to the present. I do think though, the fact that Clay went up for a dunk in a game, like jumping off one foot, I I, I think that was a bit. They were talking about how confident, even Looney was saying, how confident he feels in his body, how he was playing. Like one of the things you heard before, like he's playing like a dude who isn't scared about his body. That was a sign that, yo, he feels really good about his body. The most pessimistic view of like what Clay Thompson would come back and deliver to the Warriors was like, he could be J.J. Redick, right? Yeah. Good shooter, low to the ground, smart player, going to help you, right? J.J. Redick has been, a, you know, he's retired now, but really even deep into his 30s was like, a helpful rotation player, yeah, yeah. but no no lift. That was, I mean, JJ Reddick was not dunking, has not dunked like that. Clay Thompson barely ever dunked like that, you know, pre, uh, you know, Achilles and ACL. But you know, it's just uh, notable um, defense. Uh, I, I mean, to me, that's like absolutely vital. That's and not only is it vital, like that's the thing you probably question most as he comes yeah. back. It's like, how will he move laterally? This was an odd matchup where, you know, Laurie Markkinen's playing the three, and like Cleveland has these jumbo lineups. So to me, tonight defensively, he was tested like physically, like back down into his chest, and and not really with speed. You didn't see him on Garland much. He had a help side block. He's gonna have the brains to play defense, and I think you saw tonight. He's gonna have the strength to still be that big guard. Uh, I don't think we've seen the lateral movement yet. He got blown by baseline one time. By marketing, right? No, it wasn't no, it was, even. Uh, was it, uh, it was, was Steven. Steven. Yeah, 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 Lamar Stevens, I think his name is. I, keep think, I kept thinking he was Isaac Okoro. And I'm like, where's Okoro? Like, who is this Stevens guy? I agree with that. Um, is, he, is he like a G League guy who got called up? Don't put me on the spot. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm here with you. As hey, long as we both don't know. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I should know. I pride myself on knowing. Um, but I just, like, I'm not ready to be like, oh, like, the, Clay, the all defender Clay Thompson is back. But, you know, I th- again, like, this was, this was probably one of the easier tests he's going to get. But I thought, you know, he looked pretty good defensively. What do you think? I think, yeah, first off, I don't think he should be. They should even be trying with it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not putting him on Darius, Gar- Darius Garland for a long time. I don't care how good he is. Uh, you know, a big part of that is stamina, right? That's what makes Clay such a unique player is that he can go all day on both ends. He can D up the point guard. He can still go shoot. That's stamina. That's endurance. I don't know if you want to really test that right now. I like him playing this type of defense where he's guarding a three and, you know, he's being physical. And, you know, yeah, the guy, you know, guys with first steps are going to get him, but most guys won't, right? And even if they do, it's you're fine with Stevens, whoever he is, driving to the rim, right? Like, you're okay with that. So I, I think this was encouraging defensively because this is the role he should be playing. Like, it shouldn't – you got Gary Payton now – Steph is playing better. Wiggins. You got Wiggins. You don't need Clay chasing around point guards. So this is where this is where he should be, and I, I do think that'll like like you put him on Desmond Bain. You don't put him on Ja, you know, and him like absorbing a blow, kind of being a being a six seven wing. Like that's what he needs to be at this point. Remember, I mean, as Draymond joked, this was probably what two three weeks ago. Um, you know, Clay left the league as like a. a 
two guard, and he's returning as like a small ball four, essentially. I mean, like the league, not only is Clay probably going to be slower laterally the rest of his career than he ever was, but the league has, like, everybody has basically upsized in the league. And, like, you know, that's – he, to me, is a th- – would you consider him a three now? I mean, obviously he's the two in the starting lineup, but you feel better. Like, I feel – if I'm the Steve Kerr, I feel better on uh, whatever day it is when they're in Memphis with Wiggins guarding Morant than, than Clay guarding Morant. Even if you're not thinking about endurance and return to play, like, just – I think moving forward in their careers, Wiggins is a better defender on really overall perimeter. Uh, but I don't know. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. By the way – what? Lamar Stevens, uh, this is his second year on the Cavs, and he's played 25 games. I don't know why we don't know this. Uh, he looks like Isaac Okoro, though, so we're, we aren't completely off. Feel free to cut all of this out of the pot. I'm not uh, cutting it out. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, uh, I, from the moment he heard his ACL, I was thinking, like, all right, he's a three now. Not just because ACL is that devastating, but also because he's 30. Like, and he's getting up there. He's turning 32 yeah, next month. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yo, all right. And even, even, like, when they got D'Angelo Russell, and you were like, yo, how can they play? You were thinking Russell, Steph, Clay. Like, that's a trio where in, in all these scenarios, Clay is the three. You know, so to me, I don't know. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't use him in any other way. Uh, I don't know about the rest of his career. Like, Clay is going to be stubborn about it. You know, he's going to get to a point where he's like, yo, let me guard this guy. Um, the question is, can he provide, like, you want him scoring. Like, that's what you want from him. You want him scoring in a way that is especially more reliable than Wiggins, right? If, if Wiggins giving you 18 and playing D, like, you don't want to mess with that. But if Clay is now guarding the point guards, then Wiggins got to get you 25, right? Like, he's got to be a primary guy in the fourth quarter of games. And for my money, I'd rather Clay in that role. <laughs> Worry less about D. Let Wiggins be the 15 to 18 point guy who defends the point guards. And it's Steph and Clay, and even Jordan Poole is, is going for buckets at the end. I, that's why I, I would keep Clay out of that role because. Man, that's Wiggins has got that, man. That's, that's how Wiggins is valuable to the Warriors now, man. Go guard the point guard. Get you a smooth 15, 18. And when you roll in, you know, go to you in the fourth. And, I mean, that's just, yeah, Wiggins is in, – in Clay's time away, Wiggins has become their, their wing perimeter defender. Uh, 18 shots in 20 minutes. Nothing's changed. That's what he said. Nothing's changed. Uh, you know, it's it's – Night of, it's kind of like a funny quirk. It's like, you know, it's, it's what I'm leading with in my story. He's the only player this season who has played 20 or fewer minutes and taken that many shots. Like I mean, in the NBA or? In the entire oh, NBA. Wow. Uh, that's what, remember when I was asking you to for the password? I was trying to get on Game Finder to be like, has idea. anybody else done this? And no, the answer is Clay Thompson did something tonight that no other NBA player has done this season. And I think it's funny. Um, and overall, you know, like adding Clay Thompson's offenses should be a terrific thing for the Warriors but you start to just wonder about ripple effects throughout this roster and the fact that you know not only are Jordan Poole's minutes going down if Clay Thompson's going to chuck up the type of per minute shots that we kind of are seeing he's going to chuck up Poole shots are going down Andrew Wiggins shots are going down but yet you still need him to defend at that level like I don't know this is am I, am I being too negative tonight I'm just saying it's like ripple effects we're going to start to see them but nah I think tonight was a little bit more about them forcing the ball to Clay too. 
They were trying to Clay get. Clay was forcing shot. Yeah, he was, but they were all like Steph turned the ball over twice, tr- not even looking at the rim, trying to get the ball to Clay. They were hunting for Clay threes. They were trying to hunt for the moment. And, you know, I, I do think he's going to get 18 shots a game, but I think it'll look different over the span when he's playing a regular amount of time. But to be to be completely frank, I I I think it's better for the Warriors that he gets more shots. Uh, I I think it's it's just sim- it's simply a higher percentage shot yeah, with Clay. He's taking. a better offensive player. He's just better, right? And, you know, Bealita's taking thirty footers now only. Like those, all those go to Clay. <laughs> Is Bealita a healthy Draymond Green away from not seeing the floor? He he should be. Uh, Improve Jonathan Kaminga away from not seeing the floor. And I, I think Jonathan Kaminga is already there. They, they got a lot of guys who take – I mean, Otto Porter's shot hasn't been falling. Um, but I, I, I want Clay taking them shots if I'm the worst. I think it's a good thing that he get, he's getting 18, 20 shots a game. Like, I think that's great for them. I agree. Everybody but Everybody else I, need to figure it out. Like, figure it out. This is, this, this is your life. This is always what your life was going to be. And if you can't figure it out, then, you know, maybe that's what the trade market is for. Uh, for sure. It's just more, you know, we talk about how great it is for Clay that he's returning to a, you know, 29 and 9 team, now a 30 and 9 team. It's a soft landing spot. Um, it, it, it's allowed them to, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously very good for the Warriors that they, they built this foundation without him and then now add him into the mix. But it also means he's, he's, taking a lot of food off the table of guys that know they can do this and it's winning basketball you know Andrew Wiggins can take as many shots as he has been Jordan Poole can take as many shots as he has been and they win basketball games that way too so I don't know it's just something to watch but I this is what Steph was talking about he he divided the season in three parts right it's pre-clay the adjustment period when clay gets back and then the period after when when everything is kind of rolling how they want it I, I I just don't think Clay shots is going to take away from the pools and the Wiggins. It'll take away from pools a little bit. Probably pool more than anybody. But I think most of it is going to come back in. You know who's going to take shots from? It's going to be from Iguodala. It's going to be from Bielitsa. It's going to be from Juan Toscano Anderson, right? It might even be from Draymond. Like, because they, the offense just factors in pool, Steph, Wiggins, right? So Wiggins and pool might get a haircut, but. It's the Gary Payton seven shots some games. Like, those are done. <laughs> right? Like that, that's Otto Porter? Yeah, Otto Porter. I do think so. I do think it could take less shots. And part of it would be, like, tonight we saw Clay. You know I mean, he wasn't even playing, like, a real rotation, right? But will they play Steph and Clay together? That's, that's one of the questions that will kind of determine a lot of it. Then that, that time without them on the floor, that's where you eat, right? That's where the Jordan Poos is like, hey, now, now we get to cook. This is it. Yeah, and then Jordan Poole starts hijacking those second minute unit minutes where it's like every possession he's chucking. Steve's over there throwing clipboards. <laughs> They're just interesting moments ahead, as as, as uh, rosy as it may look after tonight. Uh, Highly interesting moments ahead, right? Like, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm curious to see. I mean, Poole's the obvious one. I'm really curious to see how it affects Gary Payton, just because he's proven so vital. Uh, they, you know, what he brings defensively is so important to what they do. And Steve was having a problem finding minutes for him before Clay, and he was like, "Yo, I got to get this dude more minutes." He, he agreed, but he said, "He, I mean, he sounds very committed now to like every night Gary Payton plays a role." To me, like, you know, who didn't play tonight? Damian Lee didn't play yeah. tonight. Jonathan Kaminga didn't play tonight. 
JTA might not have if Draymond didn't have the pregame issue, which we should probably get to. Uh, Draymond Green comes out for warm-ups. I saw him coming out right after Clay and Steph had left the court. He, you know, he started his normal workout routine. I left the court because Clay was gone, and Draymond wasn't really the story. Carrot Burke saw it. Like he, there's something happened, and he started talking to Rick Celebrini. And she was like, "Do you see that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I see him talking to Rick Celebrini. What was that about?" Something happened. Either something happened during his warm up, or they were they something had already happened, and they were coming with the plan for how they were going to handle it. Yeah. So I had started to hear word of it like 15 minutes before tip, yeah. and then it was relayed that he was going to foul and leave the game, but he wanted to be out there for the clay tip. I mean, you can get into the moment, and again, on the backside of this podcast, which is coming very soon, we should maybe talk about what you thought about the emotional side of the night. But um, it must they said twinge was the word uh, Steve Curry used, but the fact that Draymond Green, who I did see limping uh, when he was on the bench for only – he was only on the bench for the first half, not the second half. Um, that's – not a good thing. I mean, he had a twinge in his calf that forced him not to play tonight. It must be something. Yeah, in the game he wanted to play, right? Exactly. Where, And it didn't sound like they got much pushback from him on whether he should play or not, right? So if he's like, yo, I can't play with this, and they're saying you shouldn't play with this, that means it's something. Uh, it's definitely something they, they should be concerned about. Uh, Short term. Long term probably good <laughs> like he needs to rest anyway they got a lot of guys and it's this is why you're deep now you get guys minutes right so now you get Watson, Scott Anderson minutes you get you know Otto Porter those minutes Kuminga. at four Kaminga those minutes so when you when you go back in March and you're playing your top eight nine guys you those guys will have had a chance and so as long as it's not anything major and then if Draymond's got to take a week off then that that should be easy money for a team this deep but it is like yo Draymond's not playing this game, like the game he's been talking about for a while. Like, the, like he like woke up doing like Instagram posts. Yeah, like like, the, like Draymond's been kind of hype about this for a minute. So that's where it was like, yo, this must be pretty bad because you know he's played through stuff before. You know where it's like, ah, uh, I could probably take the game off, but I can also play, so I'm gonna play. So this was this was Draymond can't play. This was an injury. Yeah, this was an injury, which has to be a big concern, especially after he already took. He already took a game off. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. 
David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Yeah, he took the last game off because of a hip issue, right. which I was I know it was like kind of a, somewhat of a planned rest, but yeah. like I was told like no, he's like been dealing with a hip thing, and that's why he's got off. I mean, you know, look, we've talked about them needing to mate, have maintenance for these guys all year. I hear they're they're trying to get Curry and, and probably Draymond and at you, least ten, 10 games. games. Yes, yes, they need ten games. Like, there's no point for them to play more than seventy games. Like, but, there's no value in it. But this is kind of weird. Because this is a, this is a, a, a foundational pocket of the schedule now of like Clay is coming back like build what you are now with Clay. You mentioned the different subsections of the season. Well, Draymond's not around. It kind of stalls it that. You. Yeah, yeah. And you know, coming up, this is a difficult road trip at Memphis, at Milwaukee, Milwaukee. at Chicago, back to back at Minnesota. Who's not an easy test? Like those are four. Minnesota's rolling right yeah, now. Those yeah. are four very losable games. Clay, I assume, is not going to play on one side of the Milwaukee, Chicago. By the way, which side of that back to back would you play, Clay Thompson, Milwaukee or Chicago? Chicago. Mm. I don't even know why. I yeah, just feel it. Like- you just want to watch that game more, so you want Clay Thompson in it. Yeah, they beat Chicago already. Uh, he the last. I'm not. Is it? I don't know if this is true or not. The last time he played in Chicago, he had 14 threes. I don't know. If, was, was it the, the last, last time? time? I think it might have been the last time, man. It might have been. Headband Clay, 2019. No, it's the years fly by. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Milwaukee's the more likely final. I don't know if this matters, but Milwaukee to that's, me is yeah, the more likely final. Would, that number one as well. I feel like Milwaukee's a tougher matchup. I, I do think Milwaukee, Chicago, who I love. Who I, you know, figure would be a top four seed in the East. They're great, but the Milwaukee Bucks are champions. Like <laughs> they've got like four defenders they can throw. It's like, yo, do you really want Clay on Middleton right now? Like, come on, I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe, maybe you want to see. Yeah, man, you might want to see what he can do. I just, I'm just, I'll be very cautious about putting a lot on him. That's all. I just, like, yo, save the save the daunting task for after he get a few weeks under his belt. Okay. Um zoom in out bigger picture on the night like you know this was this man can you talk about how you felt during the during the clay thompson introduction did you you had a premium seat by the way you know thank you cleveland cavaliers premium seat 50 yard line baby yeah, like 30 yard 30 line. yard line. <laughs> um 30 yard line towards the warriors bitch though right you were close yeah yeah warriors yeah, bench, yeah. yeah kind of right behind where clay was getting introdu- introduced um I, I felt nothing. I don't feel emotions. I, I was more curious, like, is he, is he going to have to guard Lamar Stevens tonight or Laurie Markman? You were, you, were into, you were into the weeds, huh? <laughs> no, I think I was taking a video of it to post it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, you, 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 you were uh, the esteemed columnist who can. Hey, they're going to have to read in order to know what I felt about what I, Nah, I'll give them a little bit. but Just, I, I, you know, again, like, this is, this is a night that uh, really since. Like, we were talking about it on the, like, before even the Achilles happened. Like, when he was going to have the first return, it was going to be a, a big deal. And then, obviously, you get this second injury that, that, that pushes back an extra, like, 14 months or whatever. Uh, do You mentioned the quote about Steph saying it lived up to it. Do you think it did? I mean, was this? I don't I know. It, I think it did, like, obviously with, with some qualifications, right? Like, this is the first... I don't know. I guess the opener was a big moment, but it was kind of doused really quick. But this place hasn't experienced too many moments like this to compare it to. So if you're comparing it to Oracle, 
then you know you probably like that ovation maybe it goes on longer right like who who knows but for what this place is and what it is building it lived up to the moment like when you start thinking about the moments in Chase Center history like this is going to be up there right this is going to be you know thinking and then some of the great moments happen with no fans right like Seth getting 62 ordinarily would have been a big moment there are no fans so it's just it's just like a a major moment in like the adolescent or maybe infancy of a, of, of, an, of an arena so to me that's why it was big i'm sitting there thinking like okay let's see what you got chase center right let's see if you're ready and yeah it was like you definitely could feel some chills in there you could feel like how eager everybody was i was baseline when when clay came out and like steph is warming up and you're everybody's watching steph warm up and you know how steph's warm-ups are right like it's the draw clay comes out and it's like steph is not even there like steph made a shot made a three nobody said a word clay made a baseline jumper Roar! Steph makes another shot. Nobody says a word. I think Steph hit a half court shot, not a peep. Clay makes a little little wing jumper. Roar! Right, like it. It was very unique um, to me. There was nothing like the thirty seven point thirty seven point quarter at Oracle. But for what it was, I feel like Chase got a little hair on his chest tonight. You know, a little a, a few strands on the mustache. Chase grew up a little bit. You feel me? They even sprouted out of the bunker suites. <laughs> They were out of the bunker suites. They were, right? Yeah. Joe Lager was wearing uh, a Clay Thompson jersey courtside. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Well, I, I didn't have the good seats to see that angle. We were kind of, you know what I'm saying? We were in a regular region. next to him? No. Um, no, he was wearing, uh, I think, the city jersey. For Clay you, Thompson. what was the, I guess, the the moment that was the, I guess, the loudest or the moment you felt the most? Was it the dunk? Was it the three? Was it the intro? I think it was the dunk because it was so unexpected. Yeah. Um, and it was like... You know, oh, like, to me, him doing that was like, oh, like, he's feeling very good as a player right now. And we've heard it, and we've, like, reported it. I've certainly reported, like, the optimism that's been blossoming behind the scenes about how he's looked. But it was like, to me, that was like, oh, okay. It sounded like gas, right? It sounded like people were like, let's say this to make him feel better about. Somewhat, but also, I don't, like, you know, you kind of got to see it. Like, I can report their thoughts. I was like, man, he ain't playing that well. Like, like would anybody say, I don't know, man, he's sucking in the background. Like, he ain't ready. I think, you know. We, we probably would have heard it, though. We probably would have we, heard it. We're, we're pretty veteran at this. Like, and again, I certainly don't want to drag us into this conversation. But, like, you know. What's going on with James Wiseman behind the scenes right now? Are we reporting how good James Wiseman's looking right now and, like, how optimistic Maybe they are? No. Because you're just biased against James Wiseman, clearly, like, according. I was thumping the table to draft him. We all know that at this point. We so. clearly hate James Wiseman, according no, to No, and I'm just, look, he might explode in the next few seasons. I'm just saying, like, what, any. Um, we haven't heard that James Wiseman looks really good behind the scenes. That's what we haven't heard. Barely on the court. But, you know, I just, like, um. This is a generally a pretty genuine group of people we cover um, where you can probably more than any other NBA franchise out there get their thoughts uh, in, in more private moments that are, like, true. And the people who I trust to be, like, honest. They won't say nothing before. Like, they'll be like, yo, he's looking good. And if he's not, 
they probably they they will they, they might say be that like roast yeah him, or they but. just wouldn't say anything like you know like you know like he's getting there you yeah, know you, you can tell you can kind of tell by that right like yeah, like Andre Iguodala is not lying I don't know. anyway um, that you yeah you asked me that was probably the moment I mean that to me like the more more most vintage section of the game was start of the third quarter uh, ba- you know first possession baseline jumper. A uh, couple possessions later, he has like a pullback, pretty good looking mid ranger, and then he gets the. It was the transition leak out. The whole crowd senses, "Hey, look, Clay's running to the wing," like we've seen so many times in Oracle. He gets the pitch out to the wing, hits a three. He scored seven points in this little pocket of the game. They you know, forces a Cavaliers timeout. How many times have we seen a Clay Thompson transition three force a timeout? That allows him to go over to the section that was kind of where you know you were way up there i I could see you up there a little bit i think um and he was kind of firing up that section in the crowd and like to me that was like you know we're not going to see many dunks like that from clay but that was what we might see from clay thompson 7-0 personal run opposing timeout firing up the crowd it was it was the moment where it's like okay the Warriors are back, right? Like, th- this is back. I, that's the moment my phone blew up the most. Yeah, okay. Right? It was like, oh, if is Clay, Clay, man, Clay looking like Clay already? This is crazy, right? Like, it, it was a lot of that. Um, it was, it was a, it, it was definitely a deja vu window of the game, right? You feel like, yo, you, you know exactly what this is, especially that three. I'm, I'm sitting thinking that's, that's going up. I didn't, I didn't know if it was money. I didn't know if he's gonna make it, but I'm like, oh, that's for sure going up. They're gonna hit him, and he's gonna, he's gonna pull and that you up. You knew that, like JTA, it was like a steal, and Absolutely. it was like he scooped up the steal, and like the play was not even yet to truly materialize, and you, you already knew what was, what was coming. Happening. You knew exactly what was happening. That was a very, that was definitely deja vu. That felt like okay, this is this. These are the type of moments that we've seen a bunch, right? Uh, you know what was, what was interesting about it. It's, I think throughout this whole process, Clay has been so much more, like, transparent and, you know, almost vulnerable, like, to, to you know, the people and to the fans. Like, he was hyping the crowd. Like, you could tell he was, like, he was feeling it. Like, he was really, like, in his zone of happiness, right? Like, he, he'll get, normally he'll get, like, hype after, you know, he's on some crazy roll, right, where he's, like, he can't miss but for him to be that hype about seven points, like that was like, yo, this dude is like a fourteen-year-old out here now. Like he's just, he's he is really f- full. Like his heart is full. Like you can just tell. Like he's hyping the crowd. Like yo, you know, you hit a three before. <laughs> like it wasn't, yeah, like that. But for him, it was like that. And when you out nine hundred forty days, it is like that. So, and then after the game, he was talking about it, like just how happy he was and just how overwhelmed he was with the happiness. It was like, wow. It was definitely, I, I felt the exact same thing you did. It was like, this is what it is like with Clay's back. Not dunking on people. Even that open and drive was wild, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, what? I just knew his first shot was going to be a three. This dude curling. Like off a rim, pin down right? screen, yeah, like, like catch and shoot. He curled and flicked up a somewhat lucky floater. Like, yeah. Somewhat lucky. <laughs> Very lucky. <laughs> I was like, sure, why like not? That that, even Clay was like, yo, I thought I was... It was sloppy. Uh, that was, was the one moment I was like, oh, maybe he hasn't been looking that... He made know, it, right? but I was like, no, he, is that his he, offensive he, game now? He was like, I, for a moment, I thought I was unconscious. After I made that, I thought I was unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, that was not supposed to go in. No, it was not. Um, all right, Warriors 39. It's 
Could be a tough road trip. So one of the things that really kind of got lost in it, um, that in high, like over the course of what they're trying to do, it was like Steph was instantly better. <laughs> like something about like his shooting, he just looked far more comfortable shooting the ball. I don't know if that was the home crowd, days off, he was tired, but he hit those four threes, and it was like. It, we automatically, automatically forgot about this dude was in like the worst slump of his career. Yeah, he was two. I mean, there's a deeper than two games, but he was two and nineteen from three the last two games. And then he, he does, he comes out and goes four for four like immediately within the first eight minutes of the game. You know what he finished? Was he was four of eleven? Yeah. What's that mean? He missed his last seven. <laughs> I ain't ready to declare this slump over. Uh, but, but he hit four like. Steph making four in a game was a pretty big deal compared to how he's been shooting lately. Yes, but it's like, you know, you, th- you thought, okay, lead. Avalanche is coming, yeah, like, but it's like, no, no I mean, it wasn't. That's what I was saying. Like, like we'll talk about a later podcast, but the offense still is not there. Like, it's huh. still not there. But, I mean, at one point, they had 21 more shots than the Cavaliers. Literally 21 more shots. Because Looney was gobbling up every Looney, offensive rebound. Looney, he had 18 rebounds. And it wasn't working. Like, like it wasn't it, it, the Warriors are normally trying to stay within five shots of the other team. That's where Steve's like, yo, if they if they have they're, if we a, different, they're a different five, team this year. No question. They're, now they get twenty one more shots than the other team and it's and then they're in a like a game. Like that's wild. This offense is not near where it needs to be. But the defense is gonna, it's gonna keep defense. in they look, they won by fourteen tonight yeah. and they only scored ninety six. That's so. crazy, right? Yeah. All right, uh, we will talk to you. There'll be a plus-minus probably after the Memphis game. So that should be, by the way, a very good game. Memphis playing really well. Jaw uh, killed the Lakers. This is tonight. a tough stretch, man. They're gonna have to. They better show up for this one. Clay and Memphis. That'll be fall the third. Fall the third in the West, messing around. Well, maybe fourth. Memphis fourth. All right, we will talk to you later.